Hey guys, and welcome to Road to Forex, where we talk about everything in relation to the foreign exchange. Of course, I'm your host, Alex, so without further ado, let's get started on today's episode. So I really wanted to hone in on the smart money concepts that was talked about only a few episodes before this, and I want to go over the basics. So if you are starting to learn smart money concepts, or you've already started and you're wondering, hey, have I got everything down, then this is probably the lesson for you. This should give you the fundamentals of what you need to go, go out there, study and research. For example, contact me or another mentor, whoever it is, to get this stuff down. Because without all of these things, you're gonna be missing out on key concepts. So this is all going to be quite hard to do because it is over a podcast. So do remember that this is all talked about. It's a lot easier when I can actually show you with a screen. So bear with me if you do not fully understand it. Um, I will try and find the words to make sure that this is as laid out and as simple as possible. So the first fundamental that you want to go over is a topic that I have talked about countless times, so I will leave it quite short, and it is imbalances within the market. This is great for putting your take profits in. Targeting imbalances um, may be the name of the last episode, or getting better um, exits or take profits getting better profits, something along those lines. It's one of those ones. So if you want a bit more information, go back to that one. It's basically, if you look at healthy price action, say in a bullish trend, we have our low, higher high, higher low, higher high, higher low, higher high. So it looks like stairs basically, right? But each high and each higher low, that low basically nearly comes all the way down to the other low at some stages. So when the market has gone up, every candlestick in that up section has now been matched. It's now been mirrored. The majority of them, at least 80% and healthy price action, will have a mirror one. It might not look exactly the same, just like a mirror. It might be like there's one huge candlestick on the upside, the big push to make that high. And then coming down to low, it might be three or four candlesticks. But the point is, they're all matched. Now, when we are going up and there's no wicks and there's big candlesticks, we are leaving behind what is known as an imbalance. The market has not come down to check it or mirror it, right? It hasn't come back down to that area. And when it hasn't done that, it's not healthy price action. And we all know that is the market's default way of being. Even if we're going for a bearish one, you have that lower low, lower high, lower low, lower high, but those highs will nearly always come up and meet each other. They'll be very close. Some stages, you might even have a wick that goes straight up to, the, to where the previous um, lower high is and then continues to fall back down. And the reason why that happens is because it wants to balance everything out. It wants to have that mirror. So in every push up, there is a push down. Now, again, you are going to be leaving about 20%, right? Because if we are forming lower lows and lower highs, we're not gonna go all the way to that high. And we're forming higher highs and higher lows, 
we're not going to go all the way back down to that low every single time. Otherwise, it wouldn't be bullish and it wouldn't be bearish. You would just have consolidation and be going horizontal. So keep that in mind. But if you see a really big candlestick that's been left behind in, say, like a really big push up, and you're now thinking, oh, the market's turning down, where should I be putting my, um, uh, my take profits, for example? Well, that's where I would be putting it. I would be putting it at very large candlesticks that have been left behind because they are the most obvious areas. That is where smart money will target for their own take profits. So if you want to be in line with smart money and their own take profits, it is very good to do that. I'm hopping on lives with my students literally every day and oh, I could, I'd be more than happy to sh show you 20, 30, 40, 60 examples of back testing uh, uh, how should I put this, even pre-recorded videos of me doing these live classes where I've marked out imbalances and it's gone perfectly through them and then it's turned around and it's going up. So again, it's great. It's absolutely great for take profits. Two, institutional candlesticks. Now these are a bit iffy for me. They sometimes work and they sometimes do not work. Um, again, you'd be using this with indicators as well. It's not something that you would just use on its own. Like imbalances, feel free to use that as a take profit, uh, you know, where you're gonna target your take profits. And in terms of institutional imbalances, it's always, in my experience from my mentor, been used for re-entry areas or entry areas to continue along. For example, we go on for a big bullish streak again. We're going up, we're going up, and now we're coming back down. Do we think it's going to continue to go all the way through? Or are we going to find some resistance at one point? These institutional candlesticks are used to find possible areas of resistance where the market could come down, it could touch it, and it reverses, and it continues to go along its merry way up for that bullish run. Right? It gives you the ability to possibly hop back in and continue it right from the very bottom. So you are selling from, well, you're buying into the lowest point and then you can go and sell from the highest point, right? But it's used for entering the market. Now, how do you determine it? It is always, again, let's say we're going to do a big bearish move. It would be the last bullish move before that bearish one. It's always the last of the opposite. And I know that doesn't make a lot of sense, but let's say it's a big bullish move, it would be that last bearish candle, right before it then goes up. If I have a bearish candle and then seven candles later, it's all green, and then eventually it shoots up, would I say that's a really good move? No. But if I see that little bearish move, three, four candlesticks later, it goes up, preferably around three candlesticks. And this is, to, I'm talking about the hour uh, chart here, by the way. I'm talking about the hour chart, I always default to that. If I see that happen, that would be an institutional candlestick for me. And going back to it, and you'll see when it goes on its merry way, and it does that big bullish run, it'll come down, you draw a line from the close or the open of that candlestick, you'll see the market come down sometimes, touch it, and then reverse and continue going on its way. It's an area that you can find resistance in the market, and the understanding behind that is 
that the smart money, the institutions, that's where they put their orders in. So do uh, these institutions want to take out their orders at that current point? No, they might not. At the exact same level, they might put something else in. Or they might protect that level because they don't want to then be going to draw down. So then they'll just push it up again and then take out whatever little they have left, uh, left in the market and close those orders out so the market then can fall through it. Or alternatively, they will just keep it pushing up with those orders in place. So that's what an institutional candlestick is designed to do. So if you find one, it's always good to target those areas for re-entries. Now again, I would not use that just by itself. I never had too much success just trading on institutional candlesticks, right? You do need to figure out something else there to get into your entries. But those are some really good fundamentals to start off with, especially for smart money concept traders, for the beginners. Looking at those two things are going to be really, really, really helpful. And the last thing that I'll be going over in terms of fundamentals and smart money concepts is the breakouts after accumulation. Do not hop in to accumulation zones, horizontal movement. I cannot stress to you how many students I have had. At this point, oh, I'm approaching probably 200 plus at this point students. Um, I don't even know how many people I've mentored all the way through, but I see some of their trades and I go, what are you doing? <laughs> like this, I, I traded smart money concepts for years, for years, and it is the, the death of smart money traders is finding areas of support and resistance, and I'm talking about staying within this range for 12 hours plus, at least, at least, even 24 hours plus, you could even maybe get away with under 24 hours, but I usually say around the 12 hours, if it's just bouncing around within these ranges, double highs, double bottoms, if you see that, if you see a double top and you see a double bottom, leave it alone. Don't hop into it because smart money is accumulating orders. That's why it's called accumulation. It's accumulating retail traders to hop into these zones. Support and resistance traders because that's how scammers can push the Forex market onto unsuspecting new traders because they go, oh yeah, it's, it's super simple. Here's how you draw your support line. Here's how you draw your resistance line. You could teach a five-year-old child how to trade support and resistance. It's not hard. It's the most easy thing in the world. Or oh, chuck in the RSI on that as well. You know, let's chuck in the, an EMA on top of it just to make it seem like you know, oh, this this thing here. You know, it works. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. If support and resistance was a successful thing, yes, you can use support and resistance in other strategies, in tandem. There's nothing in Forex that by itself, I mean, with other things, I should say, does not work. Am I saying support and resistance is stupid? No. But if you're just using support and resistance with an RSI and an EMA or an SMA, no, don't do it. That is not being, that's not smart money concepts. Stay away from that, delete it all, start again from scratch. Do not trade in these accumulation zones where there's double tops and double bottoms. 
I'm sure there are people sitting here right now that say, actually, Alex, you're wrong. I make a lot of money out of that. If you do, fantastic. I honestly mean that. It's amazing. Well done. You have done something that I cannot do and uh, I don't teach. Fair enough. But for the majority of you and the majority of people that I have taught, I've been in the markets for six plus years now. I have been a student myself. I have talked to so many people that no longer in Forex. I can tell you it's an absolute death trap in my personal experience. So leave it. Smart Money Concept 101. Accumulation zones are used for accumulating orders. Do not be a statistic in a Smart Money Concept trap. Wait for it to break out. Breakout and retest strategies are far more successful than support and resistance in my personal experience. Are they the best strategies in the world? No. I do have a student that I'm talking to right now who does it and does it very successfully. Really good support and resistance one and he only does it on the four hours which I think is really good for those types of strategies because you can see a whole lot more on the four hours if it's really retesting that line and it's reacting off it. You know on the four hours that it's actually going to do its thing. Another great tip there. If you are going to trade that, trade the four hours. But stay away from them. Even like my student here that I'm mentoring, he does not hop into those areas. He waits for it to break out. Smart money to do its thing. Come back down. There's an institutional candlestick right there. Exactly what I'm talking about. Especially near a resistance line with an institutional candlestick. It reacts off that. Hop into it. That's amazing. That's why I said just then. You need things to come together. Institutional candlestick, resistance line, that's come out of accumulation. Big breakout that you can see. Smart money has clearly been in there. Will they be protecting their order if they come back down and retest it? Oh, it's coming back down to retest it. Oh, it's jumping off that line. I'm in. I've hopped in. I've got a nice big stop loss. And I'm going to go for a 1 to 2 or a 1 to 3. That's perfect. Those are three fundamentals there. Institutional candlesticks imbalances stay away from accumulation. Smart money accumulates orders in those so they can put their own orders in. Take all of you out so they can put their own orders in. I could talk uh, to length about why they actually do that. That was my whole first strategy. That was my first strategy that I passed funded challenges with. That was the first strategy that I taught to people. Um, First strategy that my first successful clients um, now use in the markets, which is crazy to say. I don't really use it anymore. Not because it's bad, just because I found something better. But that is smart money fundamentals in a nutshell there. Hopefully you all enjoy it and you actually learn a lot about this. I do have a ton of experience within this field. I feel, uh, especially talking to other people, teaching people who have their own strategies in this area, you know, If you are serious about it and you do actually want to get it going, then I'm basically here. I'm not going to do this anymore where I'm not going to plug myself. I'm basically going to say, hey, I'm getting booked out for the rest of this year. If you want to hop in, give me an email, roadtoforex at gmail.com. Even if you're sitting there and you're thinking, oh, well, this came out six months ago or three months ago or two weeks ago, it's probably booked out. I've got an application form. Send it out. Someone drops out. So anyway, guys, that is it from me. Hope you've had a great day and I will speak to you later.